Total Sports Talk, Saturday morning style on the Nick Brown Show. You can call us at 888-993-7762. Email sports at ESPN977.com. And become a fan of the Nick Brown Show on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Nick Brown Show. We certainly appreciate you waking up early on this Saturday morning and being a part of the show. Thanks to all the uh, great texts that we've got. We're still talking uniform numbers. We talked that uh, all morning. Got some more text in about the Nick Brown Show. Enjoyed a nice cup of coffee. I hope you have a great cup of coffee uh, where you are. Uh, they'd certainly enjoy... Uh, took the coffee out fishing. We're now... Uh, Dip the baits and a little coffee. You know, take a little, you know. That might be why you hadn't caught anything. <laughs> We've caught some bass with the uh, with the caffeinated ba- caffeinated bait. We got another text. I see. We do. Larry and Monroe says the agent who constructed the Bobby Bonilla contract needs to be President Trump's czar for the economy and bring the economy back. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Today is Bobby Bonilla Day, uh, as he's going to collect like roughly $1.2 million from today, every July 1st from now until 2035, uh, turned a, in case you're just joining us, basically turned a $5.9 million contract into close to $30 million, 8% uh, increase uh, due to inflation. And uh, he retired to Sarasota, Florida, where there is no income tax. So, Wise move. So July 1st, Bobby Bonilla Day. I told you earlier about uh, quarterbacks in the SEC. Now, interesting. Uh, I'm going to stick with that topic. But it's funny because we talked earlier during the week, and fortunately LSU fell in the uh, National Championship Series to the Florida Gators. And John Tabor has been – John Tabor is really uncharacteristic today being so kind. He was kind to the donut man, did not rub it in that LSU swept Mississippi State. And he's being kind to me. So I don't know what he wants, if he wants a raise, if he wants the pillow we plucked delicious daylight donuts. But I told you that I thought that Kevin, no, I, I didn't tell you I thought. I said that Kevin O'Sullivan would be the next head coach at the University of South Carolina. Well, after they won, Tabor said, not going to happen. If they win, it won't happen. Well, they went to South Florida. Did uh, we have Mark Kingston? I believe Kingston is the Mark Kingston is the name. Going to be the new skipper out for Gamecocks in Columbia, South Carolina. I look forward to making a trip to a Williams Bryce Stadium uh, this football season. Go to Columbia. Now, one of those stadiums I've never been in. A lot of support in Columbia, South Carolina. But Tabor could get on to me because he said, "Hey, if they win the national title, he's not leaving Gainesville, and he's not." So you were correct. On that, so you now you're not you know you're the resident pillowy pluck guru prophet behind the uh, the table this morning. So I don't know why you're being so kind. Maybe you're just not awake yet. But we certainly appreciate your generosity and goodwill this morning on the Nick Brown Show. But we talk about quarterbacks in the SEC. But why did I go off on that tangent about college baseball? LSU lost in Omaha. Eight teams make their way. To Omaha, and that is on the bucket list. They've got a great family zoo. I want to take the family to the College World Series. Now, I can tell you that it would be great, except for the fact here's where we run into a problem. I'm going to want more baseball, and I'm just going to be happy with the games that we go to because I'm going to tell you that I would probably like to just sit there for the entire tournament, and that wouldn't be the case. It wouldn't be a great family trip if we spent. Uh, you know, 24 hours inside TD Ameritrade Park. But there are eight teams that go to Omaha. Now, you think about this. You could go look at all the teams that play college baseball. Eight make it to Omaha. LSU was one of them. And the reason I bring this up, because, again, last night at the ballpark, now, actually, we'll get to quit practicing to play games tonight, the team that we coach together along with uh, Benny Hinnon, don't want to leave him out. There's still the topic conversation. LSU should relieve Paul Benary of his duties. And it's, I cannot fathom that. And I will say this. Know a lot of college baseball coaches. That is the toughest 
baseball job in all of America. You have fan support. You are well compensated for the job that you do. But I'm going to say that it is the only baseball. Now, everyone can say our goal is a national championship. But realistically, their goal is to make it in a regional appearance. But in Baton Rouge, the expectation, not the goal, we want to make it to Omaha, the expectation is a national championship. It, you know, getting to Omaha, not enough. Now, I'm on the outside looking in. Eight teams made it to Omaha. Two teams made it to the final championship series. So of all the teams that play, LSU was down to the final two. Not enough. Not enough. So I would like to go a day without someone saying Maneri should be fired. I think that is absolutely preposterous. I don't agree with you. I do not agree with you at all. I think now, but again, it is the toughest job in all of college baseball. You two agree with that? I do, yes. I mean, I, I, think, I think it's tough. I mean, I think you got your, I think if and when that does happen, Maneri steps down, I think Donut Man probably going to be the most disappointed person in the room because <laughs> I know where they're going. Yeah, because he's going to lose his head coach. <laughs> yeah, now, but uh, but here's the deal: I've been wrong on, on predicting where people are going now. But Canizero going to be the, it would be the next head coach at LSU. Now, here's the thing, though: not if he. I, 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 I'll, I'll say I, this. I know what you're going to say. In order for Canizero to not leave and take that job, it's going to take the same result. Yes. That you just got in Gainesville. No, oh, uh, I don't know. I'm thinking, no. You think I, a trip to Omaha would be enough to keep him yes, around? I do. I, I do. Don't, with new, I don't. I, man, you wait to see the plans of Duty Noble. I see. I wish you didn't run the board. I wish you didn't run the board. I, no, no. I don't mean that like in a negative way. I wish that someone could run the board and I could put you in that van. I actually had put you behind the wheel because I would just <laughs> sleep, and I could take you to some of the venues and you could see it. I think you're going to have a park that rival. Now, wait a minute. Now I know I'm supposed to anger the LSU fans. No, they, you're going to have a park that rivals Alex Box. Yeah, and Star the, the the one thing that no other park can put up there is the Intimidator. I, man, I'm going to disagree with you. I think the thing you can't put up in Starville is seven national championships. Well, that's. <laughs> that could be one and the same. That's the whole point of the intimidator. It's not the wall itself. It's what's written on it. So you're telling me if Mississippi State, and now we're on a tangent, so if you don't call in, I truly appreciate you listening. Just John Tabern and I having a conversation. You're telling me if Mississippi State makes two trips to Omaha and LSU comes calling, he leaves. I don't think so. If he didn't get the job done in Omaha. I think so you, I, I put state on par with, with with South Carolina as far as the lucrativeness, if that's a word, of the job at long term. And if you can't get O'Sullivan to leave Florida to go to Columbia, what makes you think that Canizero is going to hang around in Starkville to not go to Baton Rouge? I don't see it happening. Well. You know what? I want him to keep Maneri, but I want us. I want it to be two or three. Yeah, I think I think Paul's still got another solid seven, eight years left on him, at least. Hey, I I go four. Really? I go four. Yeah. How old's Paul now? He's got to be late fifties, mid late fifties. I'm guessing. I'm guessing as well. Uh, On Tabor's point, we've talked about it before. What's the best coaching job in in college football? Well, do you think LSU? Oregon, um, who has the best baseball coaching job in college? I think it's either Baton Rouge or Austin. 
I, I'm going to tell you, I, I, now, you, oh, here's the deal, though. Best is one of those terms that, like, well, what, is what makes it best. Number one, fan support. Yeah, you got you got fan support better than anybody in the country in Baton Rouge, number one. Two, you're going to have a very lucrative salary as well in Baton Rouge. Now, again, though, it's going to come with those expectations of we're going to Omaha. There's not a pat. I mean, there's a few pat on the backs, but there's also, you know, obviously you want to win the national championship, but you're not going to have people calling for your head if you uh, don't win it. So I'm going to say... If you get the same money, same fan support at another place, would that be a better job? Well, I don't think there, you'd be quite straddled with the expectations in Austin right now. So I think go- I think, and I don't want to say I don't have my ear to the ground with the Texas baseball program, but I kind of get the feeling that they're on that. You know, we need to be getting back to Omaha kind of level. Well, getting back to Omaha is not sufficing in Baton Rouge. It's it's a level above that. You know, it's the expectations are to bring back the hardware. I think in Austin the expectation would be to get back to Omaha. So that's not and you look at the the, the most fertile recruiting fields in the country. It's I think it's right there with football. Okay, so, same so, thing. so therefore, therefore, if you're the guy, which one's a better job? If the money's the same, fan support's the same expectations are different, would that make Hook'em Horns a better job? I think all things considering without any sort of allegiance or past history with either school, probably Austin. Based on the fact, if you make Especially trip, if you're not from Louisiana. If you make the trip to Omaha, that's enough. I think in Austin right now it would be. Yeah, absolutely. And so therefore by that rationale, would you, you would say it's probably a better job. What Anthony and Monroe says he believes with the recruiting class coming back to LSU, Canisera would bolt for Baton Rouge in a heartbeat. So that's even stronger than I think. Yeah. You guys, you, guys, you know what? You know, I'm probably maybe wrong on that. Let's just get the new dude. Well, we do have up. the smartest listeners. We do have the most intelligent in audience on sports radio. I'm going to go real quick, uh, and I think it's going to be the upswing before we go to break here in just a minute. I told you that this, you know, this is a year. The SEC's taken a lot of beating on the quarterback play. And trust me, it has been subpar. It has been. In fact, it has been so subpar that you had to rely on transfers from other schools. And it was funny because you had, like at one time, it was at the LSU-Florida game, you had two guys from Purdue starting in the SEC. So two former Boilermakers starting in the SEC. Before you get rolling, let me ask you this. Okay. Do you think there's going to come a time where Shea Patterson wishes he'd gone to Baton Rouge? Oh, I think that time is now. Not <laughs> today. <laughs> yeah, like like today they announced it. I, I do. I will give him credit though for not redshirting. I will say that was smart. And I, I said there's no reason now, in my opinion, to redshirt. He's, he's a he's a three year player anyway. Why 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 wait exactly. another year? Exactly. And, and here's the deal: most of the guys that you bring in at quarterback, if they play the way you want them to, they're going to be three year guys. So don't redshirt them. I, I agree. I said that uh, to Gus Malzahn and Woody Barrett, uh, quarterback in Auburn last year, but they didn't listen. So I, I'm I'm with you. But I'm talking about the SEC's projected starters. And you know what? I guess uh, Shea Patterson could have left if he wanted to when the sanctions came down. But you look at Alabama. Of course, going to have Jalen Hurts. He's just a sophomore. Uh, he was SEC Offensive Player of the Year last year. Austin Allen. Boy, how long has an Allen been quarterbacking uh, the Razorbacks? Clint Clint Sterner. Boy, you're right. Now, he's got uh, he's one of the two SEC quarterbacks with more than 3,000 yards in 2016. Absolutely incredible. We're going to go to my favorite person from the Magnolia State. We're going to go to Mike. Mike, what town did you grow up in in Mississippi? Jackson. Oh, you grew, you grew up in Jackson. Now, you're not one of those guys that's claiming Jackson, but you probably, like, grew up 30 miles from Jackson, are you? No, I'm right in the middle of Jackson. Went to Jim Hill High School, grew up right down the street from Jackson State. Uh, there you go. What's on your mind? Well, y'all guys were talking about the state of the quarterback position in the SEC, and really, if you're a fan, you just want a college quarterback, a solid college. You ain't looking for the NFL pro. And with, with, the, with the state of the spread offense, and some of these offensive coordinators going to the spread offense, you know, that's what, that's what, that's what the name of the game is, I, uh, with the exception of probably LSU and probably Georgia. If you look at Georgia, 
they were they were pro style, and you know they had at least in the state of Georgia like three or four kids that went to like Tennessee. The kid from Tennessee that just had he's from Georgia. Uh, the kid that played at Clemson he's from Georgia. It's plenty of kids, but sometimes you gotta fit that system. And then, like you said, the head coach at uh, the head coach at uh, Mississippi State he could coach that system. And once he get a kid like a Shea Patterson, if he if he if he wanted to go to a, a Mississippi State, he'll fit that system. He would fit. I mean, you know, you like putting a a square peg in a in a round hole. He wouldn't fit. He wouldn't fit at the time the pro style system at LSU. So he would benefit. He would be more effective. That's the best word I could use in a certain type of system. You look at uh, I forgot his last name, a Tyler kid that went to Mississippi State from Meridian. He didn't fit that system, you know. And 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 uh, that was waiting in the wings behind him. But unfortunately, he didn't. He would have fit LSU system if he went with LSU. But he didn't fit. That spread offense, you know, where your quarterback got to be essentially a running back that can throw, you know, and and that's what you know the the, the college league is turned to. But when you go to the NFL, with the exception of someone like Dak, you don't you, you don't do that. You you are a pro style, hand it off, play action, be able to pass the ball, be able to make good decisions. So it's a tough it's a tough deal. All right, now I want you to go back. You talk about the quarterback because we were having a discussion this morning and we could not remember there was a quarterback. Tyler Russell. Tyler Russell. It seemed like it seemed like they wanted him to be the guy in Starville and kind of suppress Dak just a little bit, and Tyler Russell got all the looks, but then finally when Dak got his opportunity, he took the most of it. I don't know if you remember that name, Tyler Russell. Yeah, I said it Tyler, but I forgot the last name, Russell. I think Tyler was from Real. I'm really on Starkville, one or two. He did not fit the system. He was a kid that, you know, you try to keep these in-home quarterbacks in the state of Mississippi, and you always know the, the state of Mississippi, when you look at Ole Miss and, and Mississippi State and the SEC, when they have a decent quarterback, they got everything else to be competitive within the within the SEC West. Once they get a quarterback, that's when they're more competitive. They can they can pretty much match you on the, the interior line. They can pretty much match you for a certain extent. Receivers and DB, they're not great, great exceptional. But it seems like every time they get a solid college quarterback. You have these, you know, number one rankings and, and you know, and going and winning, you know, so many games. So it's kind of, you know, it's kind of like y'all said, you recruit these kids, but you're not ultimately, you know, uh, uh, what you call it, uh, getting these kids up like that. That came through, you know, came from Louisiana. He would have never fit LSU system. He he went to the right school, you know, just like he went to the right school, and just like the kid that transferred from uh, from uh, LSU to North Carolina. He went at the wrong school. You talking about Brandon Harris? Yeah, Brandon Harris just said that. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up, and we're almost up against a break, but I'm glad you brought that up because this is where I'll put orange and blue goggles on. If Brandon Harris goes to Auburn, it's amazing what that system would have done and how well they would have played with him. Oh, my goodness. That's exactly, and it came down between. But here's the deal, though. I'm going to lean because I'm a big guy. If you're going to come back and live in that state, I certainly understand going to the state school without a doubt. Yeah, and it's just what fits. You know, back in the day when you just gave it to the running back and just did your little thing back in the Bo Jackson days and the Britt Fullwood days. I, I can say Britt Fullwood over. You ain't had to worry about that. But today, it's all about the quarterback. You know what? It is funny, Mike. You, we're going to lunch one day, and we'll bring Tabor with us and the Donut Man as well, <laughs> because you just brought up you just brought up Brent Fullwood from Palatka, Florida, and you're probably the only person that didn't go to Auburn that remembers that name. I am certainly impressed with your football knowledge. We've said it over and over. The most intelligent audience in all of sports radio, and you're a big part of that, Mike. Man, we always enjoy hearing from you, and one day we're actually going to meet face to face. I look forward to it. Yes, sir. I appreciate you Hey, thank you. I tell you what, Mike bringing some knowledge this morning. He remembers the players going back, rosters going back to 83 and 84. <laughs> He's certainly dropping the knowledge this morning on the Nick Brown Show. Appreciate the text from uh, DJ Dave. He's repping the Mac today, a little Maxion. That's another good quarterback league for you. I'm going to finish. The, oh, don't shake your I'm, head I'm, to I'm, Mac. Look, I'm still don't bitter shoot. about the fact that a ticket for Notre Dame in Miami of Ohio costs more than a ticket for Notre Dame and Navy. Let me ask you something. And I haven't I'm not going to let it go. Okay, I know you're not going to let it go, but did you ever think maybe our sports director was pulling your chain? 
Could you go back to verify the source? In case you're wondering, Tabor went into total meltdown mode Union because his, Union beloved conspiracy Naval, his beloved Naval Academy is facing the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. Now, you guys know that on a Tuesday night at the Brown household, we're watching Mac football. Maction. I mean, it's better than a Naked and Afraid rerun, right? So we're watching Maction. And a ticket, for Mi- a ticket from Miami of Ohio, Notre Dame, is more expensive than a ticket for the Naval Academy versus Notre Dame. And John Tabor cannot get over that fact. Interesting, got a uh, Facebook post. Number, Carrie chimes in, Steve Sachs with the Dodgers. So she chose number three. Funny you said that about Steve. That's been before he got the yips. That was in New York no, okay. that he got the yips. No, he it? had no, he had the yips, and I will tell you why. Because I was that guy. I was the fan in Atlanta Fulton County Stadium that held a sign up. We sat on the first base side that said, "Hit the ball to Sacks. We want a souvenir." Okay, so he would have been in L.A. Then. We want a souvenir. That was back when the Braves. That was were back down. before interleague. Yeah, so that was the one. So yeah, thank you, Kerry, for chiming in on our Facebook page. Certainly appreciate you listening. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get another cup of coffee. Going to be a three cup day, because hey, if I'm the only one that can make it. Well, then, Macaulay, I'm going to be the only one to drink it. You listen to The Nick Brown Show on ESPN 97.7 FM. The Nick Brown Show is brought to you every Saturday morning by all great sponsors, especially Bancorp South. They're right on the corner, right where you are. Member FDIC. We'll be right back after this break. Our 4th of July sales event is going on now at Brennan Dodge with huge discounts and great financing options now through July 5th. Take advantage of savings like 4000 off 16 Jeep Wranglers, 6500 in rebates on 17 Ram 1500 Crew Bighorn, 4000 in rebates on 17 Ram 2500 Crew Diesel or Gas, 3750 in rebates on 17 Grand Cherokee, and 5000 in rebates on 17 Chargers. There may be other rebates you qualify for, so call for details and don't miss our 4th of July sales event at Brennan Dodge in Ruston. Nick Brown for the Depot Coffee Shop. You know I enjoy a great cup of coffee, and I've found the best place. That's the Depot Coffee Shop, a ministry of First Baptist Church in downtown Ruston, located at 211 West Railroad Avenue. They featured flavored coffees, my favorite Southern pecan, frap, lattes, cappuccinos, even recommend the cold brew coffee. That's the Depot Coffee Shop. They're open Monday through Thursday, 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. On Friday, they're open from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. And on Saturday mornings from 8 to 11, the Depot Coffee Shop. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there is more than a slogan. It's a promise, and it's the only way we at the Skip Russell Agency at 105 Reynolds Drive in Ruston do business. When you have an insurance question or a claim, we'll be ready with quick, friendly service that State Farm has made famous. Whether it's car, home, life, health, or business insurance, you'll always get affordable coverage backed by the good neighbor service from State Farm and the Skip Russell Agency. That's a promise. Call us today at 255-5050. Hey, all, this is Jim Newcomb, your host of the Spirit of the Outdoor Radio Show. We've got some really great guests for you. We've got Mr. Philip Vanderpool, one of the best turkey hunters in the business. We've got Mr. Gary Close, Major League Fisherman, Bassmaster Fisherman, President of Phoenix Boats. We've also got Mr. Rick Smith of Smith Hunt Kennels. That's this week on the Spirit of the Outdoor Radio Show. on this morning to the Nick Brown Show. You can call us at 888-993-7762 and become a fan of the Nick Brown Show on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Nick Brown Show. We certainly appreciate you waking up early on this Saturday morning. Making the Nick Brown Show a part of your day. Certainly appreciate all the great texts that we've gotten in this morning. We were talking uniform numbers. Passed out uniforms yesterday for a baseball team, and it was amazing to go through the numbers and always looking for what number you wore. Maybe it was in high school. Maybe it was in college. Maybe it was in Little League. 
Dixie League, what number and why did you choose that number? It's amazing, though, now, you know, because when you get that, you get the uniforms out of the box, right? Normally, they're just in, in the size. So you go, okay, one, two, three, four. Who's, who signed up for a youth small? You get one, two, three, four, five. Who got the youth medium? You get six, seven, eight, and whatever it may be. As you get older, you know, y'all, you, you, you got that jockeying for the numbers. And it's amazing to see the numbers that you choose. I chose number three for, for Dale Murphy. And, you know, a lot of kids want to wear, of course, number one. Is the first one. But then there's other reasons behind that. We've already got some uh, text, but I want to go real quick. Before we get those texts, I want to finish up a little quarterback, starting quarterbacks in the SEC. And is this the year that the Southeastern Conference is on the upswing? Because yeah, the quarterback play has been terrible. It's been abysmal, right? And you're looking. Uh, at, at Auburn, you're going to have, uh, we did uh, Alabama and Arkansas, Jalen Hurts and Austin Allen. Jerry Stidham, but you got to go back to his days at Baylor. Yeah, and what's the con- you know, here's the thing that people are overlooking. I mean, they've talked about Jared Stidham, what he's going to do for Auburn. They're going to propel them into the national championship picture. If there's any team that could challenge Alabama, then, of course, it's Auburn. Uh, that's what they're saying, right? Or they're basing that on the performance he had at Baylor. I know he's a good quarterback. And it was smart what he did. Basically, took, you know, when all everything transpired at Baylor, he didn't transfer immediately. He went to a junior college, so therefore... He kept his eligibility. He had 12 touchdowns, two interceptions, and 109 passes at Baylor in 2015. Don't I want you to do me a favor. I want you to pull up Baylor's 2015 football schedule. Because there's a big difference, right? I mean, is, is anyone taking that into consideration? And I want to tell you. All the eggs are in his basket. It's a make-or-break year for Gus Malzahn. I'm going to go through the rest of the quarterbacks that are projected starters in the SEC, and you make the decision if it is indeed going to be a year of quarterbacks on the upswing in the SEC. In Florida, you got Felipe Franks. Now, Luke Del Rio will be back in the fall, but he's always injured. At Georgia, Jacob Eason. He had two games where he threw for over 300 yards last year. <coughs> Kentucky, a guy named Steven Johnson, is a senior. He's a junior college transfer. He took over last season, and, and he led the Wildcats to a 7-4 season. I think big game Bob will go out and help brother out in Lexington. LSU, Danny Etling. And, and here's the thing. You know what? It's like it's like a, a, a reliable car. It is. Like, you know, you guys know that I'm prone to Jeeps because every day is a great day to drive a Jeep. Brennan Dodge and Jeep, the official vehicle of the Nick Brown Show. A couple weeks ago, we took the hard top off, put the soft top back on, and now the soft top's on. In fact, left it up and left it down, and, and Lindy's got rained on. And you, you think about a Jeep. Pretty neat, right? Kind of like your sports car, your Camaro, Mustang, or the Corvette. But then you've got a Honda Accord, a Toyota Avalon. You're going to make your way on a long trip. Great destination. Reliable, independable, not flashy. That's basically what I see in Danny Etling. He's a guy that's going to go out and not mess it up. And LSU's going to rely on the ground game. The strongest part of his game is going to be to hand the ball off. I mean, is that a fair analysis? I mean, when you think about it, I mean, you've got the flashy, going to make it happen. You go back, and I'll take from Auburn's standpoint, you look at Nick Marshall, you look at uh, Cam Newton, you go look at the players you had, Nick Fitzgerald, Dak Prescott, uh, those type of players. But then you look at Danny Etling. Just manage the game, and we'll be fine. I mean, I could be totally wrong on that. But uh, that's what I see. I just said, don't mess it up type of quarterback. Of course, you got Fitzgerald. Uh, what, he had uh, uh, almost 4,000 yards of total offense. Drew Locke, we don't know much about uh, Missouri. We don't talk much Missouri football here. But uh, had about 4,700 yards passing. Ole Miss, of course, Shea Patterson. South Carolina, Jake Bentley, he's just a sophomore. Tennessee, you got to fill in Quentin Dormandy. But there's a uh, redshirt freshman 
that's going to push him as well. Texas A&M has not decided yet, and then Vanderbilt, Kyle Shamur. So that is the SEC's projected starting quarterbacks for next season. Is it going to be an upswing? Yeah, I think so. But I want to talk to you. You got the Baylor 2015 football schedule up? I do. Okay, so here's what I'm telling you. You, you look and you hear, read all this, and you're talking about in no Lynn Scarborough today. Lynn's on a mission trip in the Ukraine. But one of the things we talked about, we talk about quarterback play, we talk SEC football here on the Nick Brown Show, we talk all collegiate, we do touch a little bit of professional sports. But everyone's putting, and I'm talking about all the sports writers in the state of Alabama, outside the state of Alabama, ESPN National, hey, if there's a team that can challenge Alabama, they're totally overlooking LSU, totally overlooking Mississippi State. They're not saying this. They're saying that Auburn would be that team but it's based on Stidham at quarterback. 12 touchdowns, two interceptions. What was Baylor's schedule like in 2015? Uh, they started off with SMU, and they won. They played Lamar and won. Okay, wait a minute. All right. Two not-so-good teams. The right. Cardinals of Lamar, uh, FCS team out of the Southland Conference, and SMU. Then they played Rice Isles. Out of Conference USA, not bad. David Bailiff and the triple option. Yes. Then they played the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Okay, get your guns up. Did they win that game? They won that one. Then they played the Kansas Jayhawks and won. Uh, Kansas is down that year. West Virginia Mountaineers and won. Then they played the Iowa State Cyclones and won. Then they played at open date and then next Kansas State Wildcats. They won. Then they played a real team. They played Oklahoma Sooners, and they lost. How bad? What was the score? 44-34. to 34. Then they played Oklahoma State, and they won 45-35. to 35. Then they played the TCU Horn Frogs, and they lost in overtime. Then they played the Longhorns of Texas, and they lost 23-17. They did win their uh, Russell Athletic Bowl when they played North Carolina. Okay. So they had a lot of uh – not so tough games in. Now, you, you put that up. Now, you take that schedule and you compare it with the SEC West. So, uh, who's Ole Miss? And who's Mississippi State? Who's LSU? Who's Alabama? And you look. And then you got the SEC East. You got uh, Georgia uh, on the schedule. So, I think it's going to be – now, I'm not, I'm not predicting a bad year, but I'm saying that has to go into consideration because all this great accolade and praise is based on what he did that season. And I think it's going to be far tougher sledding. But maybe he's got a better surrounding cast than he had in Baylor. Uh, your thoughts and opinions, 888-993-7762. That is the H2Go Paddle hotline. You could also text us on the H2Go Paddle text line. Same number isn't technology great. 888-993-7762. Do you ask me what is H2Go Paddle? Stand-up paddleboard. Great exercise. Get in shape. You'll see them over in Antique Alley in West Monroe. But it's a great exercise. You even have a... Stand up battle paddle boards you can fish off of. Well, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to some more texts rolling in. You're keeping the Donut Man employed this morning. Certainly appreciate those. You listen to the Nick Brown Show on ESPN 97.7 FM. We'll be right back after this break. Depend on your vehicle to keep you on the road, but who do you trust to keep it running smoothly? Your Chevron neighborhood pit crew at Chevron Fast Lube. Drive right up and we'll take care of the rest. Relax in our comfortable waiting area while certified Chevron technicians perform an 18-point service check. Within minutes, you'll have the results, followed by the quality service you need to get you back on the road quickly and with confidence. Quality, confidence, trust. You can depend on it at your neighborhood Chevron Fast Lube. Tech Drive in Ruston. 
Calling all sports fans, when it's time to watch your favorite team, drop by the Doghouse Sports Grill in Ruston and watch all the action on one of several big screen TVs. While you're in, try some of the Doghouse favorites. They've got great appetizers, some of the best burgers in town, salads, sandwiches, quesadillas, and there's even a menu for the youngsters. They've got your favorite beverages, too. The Doghouse Sports Grill, 102 North Homer, open 11 a.m. till midnight, Monday through Saturday. Call for reservations at 513-1188. At Bancorp South, we're right where you are. Literally. Want to bank online? We're there. Text banking? Yep. Banking app? Right there again. Simply put, Bancorp South gives you the banking relationship you want so you can bank how you want. Of course, if you'd like to experience our service firsthand, we'd love to have you. So for all your banking, business, mortgage, and insurance needs, call or visit your local branch or go to BancorpSouth.com. Bancorp South. We're right where you are. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Wake up to local sports talk. Jeff Guerrero, the injury attorney, presents The Morning Drive, 7 to 9 a.m. weekdays. Also brought to you by Toyota of Ruston and Car King in Monroe on ESPN 97.7. 8 to 10 a.m. Saturdays, it's the new Nick Brown Show. ESPN Radio 97.7. You can call us at 888-993-7762. Email sports at ESPN977.com. And become a fan of the Nick Brown Show on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. We're disappointed in John Tabor. I mean, if you're going to play Georgia Tech, can you play him a rambling wreck from Georgia Tech and a heck of an engineer? That's Georgia Tech, by the way. Enjoy great uh, college fight songs, boy. College football already in the air now that we're in that lull, that right, that 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 dry spot that uh, uh, Omaha has wrapped up. So uh, a great uh, great college fight song, a little Georgia Tech action here on the Nick Brown Show. Got a lot of uh, great text in, and I, I think the Donut Man should should read the one that he got when he <laughs> predicted predicted that uh, Mississippi State would come over to Joe Stadium and defeat uh, Louisiana Tech. But now, but see, here's the thing now. You're getting new. See, you come on the show, and then you speak, and everything is just, you know, cakes and roses. Everybody's great. But now you see the first little, receive the first bit of, of criticism, and now you see you're a little bit gun-shy about reading the uh, text. I was a little nervous. I've, I've been with you now for a year since uh, the last World Series was the first time I ever spoke on the air, and I've been off and on with you for a year, and I have my first criticism. Earlier when we were talking Mississippi State, I was being a homer and 11-1 and and one in my team, which I know realistically, realistically they're not going to finish 11-1. Oh, no, no, you stood by. We're going to hold you to that. When they're 5-7, and seven, Tabor may come in here. <laughs> so, so, so you'll settle for 10-2. I would, I would settle for 10-2, but... But uh, we'll see. But I did get a text in that I did not read, and now I'm being told I must read. It's unnamed, by the way. He, hey, hey, he, use he your name. If you're going pre- to bring the thunder on the donut, man, sign your name. At least put your name so I know we'll where give to look. You a, we'll give you a dozen pillowy pluffs. <laughs> he says, uh, on the Mississippi State thing, bottom of the barrel when you have a leg humper on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, interesting. You know, uh, we talked about numbers today on the Nick Brown Show as uh, what uniform numbers you want to wear and why did you wear that number and what was the significance of it. You know, maybe your favorite professional player, as Kerry chimed in on the Facebook page, uh, that it was uh, number three out of Steve Sachs. I also have people responding on Twitter as well. But I still want to talk numbers because I'm a big fan of, of sports memorabilia. Uh, not that, you know... I have a few items that may be worth money, and I really need to get them out of a Ziploc bag and frame them. Charles Barkley's jersey that he wore at Auburn. I won't tell you how I came into that possession, but I did purchase it legally. But I have that. But Charlie Sheen had some classic Babe Ruth articles that he sold. Now, he sold two items. The 1927 World Series title ring had G.H. Ruth inscribed on it, sold for a little over $2 million, almost almost 2100000 The 
and an original copy of the sale document that sent Ruth from the Boston Red Sox to the Yankees went for $2.3 million. Now, so both of these articles gained almost $4.5 million, $4.4 million. Now, the price for the ring is more than four times the record pay for any sports ring in an auction. Julius Irving, Dr. J's ABA championship ring, did have the record. Oh, it only sold for 460000 back in 2011. I'm curious because, you know, I know that you, you listen to the show and, and I know that you're sports fans because you listen to ESPN Radio. And I know that DJ Dave used all his money to buy sports shirts. I mean, like he sent me a picture today. He's wearing the Toledo Rockets out of the Mac. And... and we talked about the most expensive ticket in all of college football next season will be the Notre Dame-Georgia ticket. Georgia at Notre Dame. Almost $500 a ticket. I'm curious to know, and you may not want to share that, what sports memorabilia that you have in your home? Do you have anything, and that may be a value to you, don't get me wrong, because there are things that are, like, for example... My late father played college baseball at Copiah Lincoln Junior College in Weston, Mississippi. And when we were getting uh, items out of the house after he passed away, I found his glove in his closet. Maybe he brought it, I think maybe he brought it up and, and gave it to RJ, and it's, in, and it's in his room. And it's a sportsman rebellion, but it's not worth very much. But then you take a Charles Barkley jersey. That would be probably worth a little money. What about an autograph of Bo Jackson on the day they retired his jersey? That might be worth some money, but it really would. So I want to know what sports memorabilia that you have. Do you have any? I've got a bat signed by one of the starters on the 1945 uh, Detroit Tigers World Series team. They beat the Chicago Cubs four games to three. If you ever make your way to the beach, go to Santa Rosa Island, Gulf Shores, Orange Beach. You're going to pass through a little town called Loosedale, Mississippi. Starting pitcher for the Cubs in the 45 World Series was a guy by the name of Claude Passo from Loosedale, Mississippi. Now, uh, the sign bat is from a guy by the name of James Outlaw. He hit a line drive that hit Claude Passo on his pitching hand, knocked his fingernail off, and that this, this Cubs World Series that we all celebrated so much well, Claude Passo, when he used to visit in Jackson, Alabama, said the Cubs would have won that World Series if he would have been able to pitch again. But he couldn't pitch again because he didn't have a fingernail on one of his fingers on his throwing hand. And so think about that when you go, go your way to the beach. Claude Passo from Loosedale, Mississippi. But they, the, the hit was by a guy named James Outlaw, and I've got a bat that he signed that, that I have at home. I've got a Michael Jordan clock, Chicago Bulls. And it comes up with the stadium when somebody calls, you know, who has a home phone anymore, right? And the stadium introducing six foot six from North Carolina. So those are all some sports memorabilia. So I'm curious to know what sports memorabilia that you actually have. And of course, some is valuable. Some is just valuable to you. So I'd certainly love to hear from that on the uh, H2Go Paddle hotline, 888 or the H2Go Paddle text line. Same number, 888-993-7762. I certainly look for one day, you know, I said going to Omaha's on the bucket list, making a way to Cooperstown would certainly be there as well. You know, I do want to see the two Hall of Fames. Now, I'm going to make it over to Natchitoches and see the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame. I want to do that, but I want to go to Atlanta, the College Football Hall of Fame, and then I want to make it to Cooperstown, Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Really don't have any desire to go to Springfield. I don't dislike NBA basketball, but I think just going to those uh, Hall of Fame venues is where I'd really like to go. But interested to hear what sports memorabilia that you have. We're going to take a break. We got about 15 minutes left in the show. Love to hear from you. Still looking for that uniform number that you wore in high school, college, maybe even uh, little league. Why did you choose that number? Maybe the coach just took it out of the box and handed it to you. 
Certainly love to hear from you on the Nick Brown Show as we go to break listening to the sounds of the Arkansas Razorbacks being quarterbacked by Austin Allen. Make or break year for Brett Bielema in Fayetteville this season. We'll be right back with more of the Nick Brown Show on ESPN 97.7 FM. Sexton Animal Health Center in Ruston serves your pet and you, providing high-quality pet health and wellness services to assist your pet in living a longer, happier, and healthier life, and providing you with access to leading-edge products, services, and educational content to enhance the bond with your pet. Sexton Animal Health Center is a full-service veterinary medical facility, providing the best possible medical, surgical, digital radiology, and dental care for their patients. And ask about pet daycare and boarding, too. Sexton Animal Health Center, 1628 East Kentucky in Ruston. Become a friend on Facebook to receive the latest news and updates. Football is a contact sport. And at Bancorp South, banking is too. As proud supporters of local sports, we believe building strong relationships starts by making some contact of our own. From getting to know each customer to being an active part of the entire community. So whether you have checking, savings, investment, or loan needs, you can know that at Bancorp South, every day is game day. Stop by your local branch or visit BancorpSouth.com. After all, we're right where you are. Bancorp South, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Warm weather and longer days are here. Get outside and onto the water on a boat, stand-up paddleboard from H2Go. Fitness, fun, fishing, or yoga, we have a board for you. Our boats stand apart. Check out the boards at the H2Go Board Shop located at 2814 DeSoto Street in Monroe or call 318-372-8801. Follow us on Instagram at H2Go underscore paddle. That's H2Go underscore paddle. It's time to H to go. Nick Brown for Anderson Pest Control. Bugs, you can't live with them, but you can live without them. Just call Hank Anderson at Anderson Pest Control in Calhoun, 644-5610. Hank can fix your bugs for good. How about ants? Just call Anderson Pest Control at 644-5610. What about those pesky mosquitoes? Hank has a full mosquito service. Anderson Pest Control provides both residential and commercial service. Anderson Pest Control in Calhoun, 644-5610, or check them out online at andersonpestcontrol.pro. Saturday morning, sports and the Nick Brown Show. You can't beat it. You can call us at 888-993-7762. Email sports at ESPN977.com. And become a fan of the Nick Brown Show on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Nick Brown Show. We certainly appreciate you waking up early on this Saturday morning. The most intelligent audience of all of sports radio. It's already been like a goodwill gesture day. I mean, we got the Donut Man back in the studio Reading your great text, I'm glad someone gave him a hard time because John Tabor's just been too kind, <laughs> uncharacteristically kind today to uh, all parties involved. Yeah, I, don't, I don't want to put a damper on him and you know let him look forward to his six and six season coming up this fall. <laughs> yeah, no, no need to, ha- to beat on him too bad. But, but, but certainly thanks I mean, to he you, he's going to lose his head coach in four or five years, <laughs> maybe six. So, yeah. It is what it is. You had to call the, you had to shake the leaves, didn't you? Yeah, I had to. You had to get the bear going. And now uh, we got we got a few texts. Actually, one was uh, unkind to you. Certainly, uh, <laughs> look forward to that one. I've read some... that. I'm not reading that again. <laughs> what have you got? I, did, I do have one from Bobby. He's talking about Paul Maneri. Maneri. He said he's sixty. Will be sixty years old in August, and he gives him about four more years at LSU. That's what I say. And then Larry in Monroe says, I love LSU, but the fans have been spoiled over the years with the success with Nick Saban in, in football. They are still drunk off of it, he thinks, and spoiled with the success of Skip Berkman. Berkman. I always Skip say Berkman, Berkman yeah. but yeah. Burke with a K, Berkman. Yeah, 
the way Paul Monario set up his pitching matchup is the same way any manager would have. You go with the best in the bullpen. Fact of it is, sometimes in every sport you get beat and are outmanaged. Really, I think the Tigers beat themselves with errors and trying too much to hit home runs instead of getting base hits and scoring runs. Well, I'm a fan of, and Skip Bertman, uh, you know, I've really set the bar high in uh, LSU, and, and I think that's one thing. You know, you never want to be the guy that follows the guy, and that's what Smoke Laval uh, found out. You want to be the guy that follows the guy that follows the guy, if you can follow that line of reasoning. And and, and certainly, yeah, because uh, you look at Smoke Laval with, what, I think three or four 40-win seasons, uh, certainly under his belt. And we started this show talking about numbers that you wore. And uh, interesting, uh, Michael chimes in. I always try to get number eight because of Cal Ripken Jr. It was interesting during that streak. I got a chance to see him play. Baltimore Orioles played the Minnesota Twins in the Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome. And so that was certainly one of the <clears throat> worst ballparks in all of uh, Major League it's Baseball. something that just a fleeting thought. I wonder if Paul would, would be interested in the tr- same transition that Skip made. A.D.? Mm-hmm. You got Joe Oliva, right? I mean, so. exactly. You've got Joe Oliva. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, I think, I think, if uh, <clears throat> in all honesty, it'd be a lateral move at worst. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing: without the national titles, would that happen? Well, he's got one. Got one. I think it takes one more for that to happen. I think it takes one more national title. So for you that think? To you think? S- s- I think the, LSU would have to win. A, he'd have to win another national title to be considered for that. So I, I don't think that that would factor. I think it's more about how how he manages his staff and, and administration ability than it would be winning another ring. I just think that if you look, and now here here's the thing though, you, you could be right in this aspect of it's a way to, you know, if you ever relate, well, I will well, say here's the, if you relieve a guy of his duties, it's been to Omaha's. You know, X amount of times it didn't win the title, then you're going to look like you're going to have mud on your face. But if you can hide it by saying it's a move into the athletic director's office, then, yeah, that you could do that. Maybe, you know, so I'm with you on that line. I, I do one of those. Skip had, had that magic touch from a PR standpoint. He just he just could sprinkle Skip Bertman dust on, on the public, and it was a thing of beauty. I don't know if Paul is quite – you know, if the the general public latches on to him, kind of like they did Skip. No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think the personality is there. I mean, you look at the SEC athletic directors. Is that there? Is that what you want? Representing? But then again, it's the personality there right now. <laughs> no, it's not. I think that's part of the problem as well, and, and that's one of the reasons that I'm I'm glad that Ed Orgeron is the, the head football coach at LSU because. It seems like you have, you know, you had these 70s and 80s. You had these larger-than-life figures. He's certainly the face of, of the LSU athletic program. Absolutely. But I think with his dynamic personality, I think you're going to become the face of well, the SEC. To, to, to that point, I mean, if you that, win. that kind of move may, may make more sense with, with Coach O. Although, well, although I, I, maybe not in, a, in an administrative role, but definitely in an ambassador type of role. Yeah, ambassador. And you look at, you know, and I can tell you, Brett Bielema, if, if Arkansas got the wins, would be the face because he's that boisterous personality. But, I mean, let's look at the coaches. You talk about – I mean, you go back. You've had Bear Bryant, Gene Stallings. You look at the dynamic Phil Fulmer. You look at the personalities that you've had uh, going back Vince Dooley. You, yeah, look you at think the Tennessee's still kicking themselves about Phil? Well, they finally did this year. They did hire him back as a – Kind of an ambassador, kind of type, an ambassador role. type role. I thought he should have uh, gotten that, the athletic director's well that, job. And that may be a transition down the road. Uh, you would hope not. I think you're getting too Although, close I, for retirement. Well, I was going to say, how much down the road does yeah. Phil have left? Yeah, exactly. And, but you look and see. I mean, you look at the personalities that you've had. And now, I mean, it just really doesn't reek of that. I mean, you've got uh, Gus Malzahn, Nick Saban. Stop me when I tell you somebody that's boisterous and, and, and larger than life. Um, I mean, I know obviously the wins with Saban, but I'm talking about the per- that personality. I mean, Kirby Smart. I mean, are you looking at Will Muschamp? I mean, it's just like Dan Mullen. You're going mean, in the – okay, now you're getting a little better there with Dan. I mean, Dan Mullen. Dan I mean, at least has a personality. Well, you know, somewhat, but I, I think more of Will Muschamp type, you know. Yeah. Spurrier would be – all right, of Spurrier, Spurrier quality. Well, right, who but, is that guy? But Spurrier would rather play golf. But but who is that guy? Who is that guy now in the, in SEC? the SEC? 
the Spurrier type role? It's, it's got to be Coach O. I, I think so, and I, I think that's one thing that the conference has been lacking. I mean, even, you know, even you know, someone's not just jumping off the page at, at rallying the troops at the booster functions. I think Ed Edwards on the face of just when in one year. And see how it does. Obviously, you go in and you put a put up a ten you know, win we, season. We've got a guy about a mile and a half up the road that kind of has that disposition, in in my opinion. Skip. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I mean, Louisiana Tech fan. I'll say this: that uh, we're uh, going into. Totally yeah, where were you? We're just we're completely off, off on a tangent. That's here. right. Now, but I tell you this: I, I look and bring up the schedule. You really, and I'm just crystal ball. And obviously came in a text a week ago. What he has been able to do now, minus the conference championship. I mean, you're looking for that one. Well, that's the carrot that's still that's out dangling. there. Yeah. That's right. You got the bowl victories. Uh, you've got. Well, you went from bowl appearances to now we're getting into bowl victories. And now that last carrot, I think for the level that takes that, and I'm fine with it being at that level is go win conference championships. Right, get your conference championship. But you got to consider this, and I've said this before, you know, make or break year for Brett Bielema up at Arkansas. Because if they were to make a change, let's just what say. What did they finish at last year? Well, seven I'm, and six? Yes, seven and six, three and five in the SEC. And that should have been, should have been, uh, instead of seven and six, it should have been six and seven. Well, could have, should have, would have. I'm talking about the opening game with Louisiana Tech. Well, could have, should have, would have. But this year, four-day A&M, I'm going over Arkansas' schedule. You say, what in the world are you talking about the Razorbacks as you close out the show? I'm talking about hot seats. Yeah. Four-day A&M, that's a victory. TCU. Was that, was that in Dallas? That one's going to be in Fayetteville. Okay. That, you know what? That, that, that's a win that, that could catapult them into a good season. They follow that with Texas A&M. At Arlington, well, thing, you lose to TCU, and then now you're you're down in the dumps, and you follow that up with a loss to. He could go the other way. Yes, at worst, after and then New Mexico State in week four, you could be two and two at worst. So we'll split them and say two and two. At South Carolina, I think the Hawks could could get that. Then they travel to Alabama. So we're, so we're three and three now. Then we host Auburn. Three and four. Then you travel to Ole Miss. Four and four. Coastal Carolina, five and four. Travel to Baton Rouge, five and five. Host Mississippi State, six and five. Then mm. Missouri, seven and five. That's that that's. Enough? I don't. I don't know. I don't know if that's enough. It's going to take either a win against Auburn or a win against LSU. I think. Yeah. Let's be real. They're not beating Bama. No. But I think you get one against War Eagle or get one against Tigers. And Arkansas. Couple that with, you know, beat state. Eight and four, I think, would, would rally the troops. Eight, Seven and four, and, eight and four rallies the troops. Nine and three, you're good to go. Nine and three probably wins coach of the year in the conference. You know, and you're looking at the three losses if you had, you know, you're talking about. But it goes down to, I think you're right, that TCU game and week two. That TCU game, that's pivotal, yeah. That catapults you. And then why we say all this is because. You watch. It's going to happen. And I know he's happy in North Louisiana and happy at Louisiana Tech. But people are no, no, talking that talk again. I don't, I don't like, I don't like I where don't, you're going like 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 with it, this. I'm telling you. I don't like it because you, it makes, it makes you, sense. You look out in a group of five, and that's one thing we're going to talk about next week. I'm, 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 I'm going to talk about next week on the show the best group of five coaches. And I'm going to put Skip Holtz at the top of that list. Group of five coaches we'll and the G5. We'll have, we'll have to dig around and, and see what we're looking at. Okay, and that's what I want you to do, our listeners as You're well. You're putting him top five right I'm, off the – I'm I, putting him top five right off the bat. I, I, I agree with you. I mean, P.J. Fleck and uh, Brom have both left and gone to power five schools. I would have put them I, neck I, and neck. P.J. Fleck and, and Brom from West Kentucky, I would have had them there. And I, that probably would have been just a notch. Willie Taggart has left. You tell me, and I want to hear from you. That's what we're going to do. That's your homework assignment. You know, hey, summer school, we're back in session. I want you to come up with your top 10 G5 head coaches. 
That's what we're going to talk about next week on the Nick Brown Show. The group of five coaches, the G5, top 10 G5 coaches. I certainly appreciate you listening to the show today. It's been great. Glad to have the Donut Man back in. Glad to have a very kind, great attitude in John Tabor. All the great calls and texts. We certainly appreciate you being a part of the show. I say it all the time. The most intelligent of all of sports radio. Guys, thanks to the great Pillowy Pluff Delicious Daylight Donuts. The wonderful coffee this morning. Our little breakfast blend. Until next week, guys, as always, keep the coffee warm. Listening to the Nick Brown Show, a fresh brew of sports talk. Tune in again every Saturday or stay in the conversation all week long with the Nick Brown Show on Facebook or Twitter.